Hey everybody, welcome to episode three of the Unaffiliated Podcast. We're your hosts, Stephen Albertini and Carmen Del Mastro. And for this episode, we pick up where we left off last week in our Jay-Z discussion with our buddy Vincent. This is the second half of that conversation where we tackle everything from Jay's beef with Nas, the Black Album release, and um, all the... Uh, all the extras that were going on around that time, Fade the Black, Madison Square Garden concert, his retirement. Um, and then we kind of go through the uh, the back half of his career, citing some of the highs, some of the lows, watch the throne, um, and all that good stuff. So thank you for tuning in. This is episode three of the Unaffiliated Podcast. And ben. we'll open episode two with the Jay and Nas debate let's go we kind of veered off so we kind of veered off uh the path a little bit we jumped from you know the early 2000s to 444 to blueprint 3 to whatever let's go back let's go back to the early 2000s go back to the blueprint era the main you know beef or whatever the main attraction in hip-hop in 2001 was the jay-z and nas um beef and we lived through it we listened to all the songs and the commentary and whatnot 20 years later looking back on it what are your thoughts on that unforgettable era in hip-hop history i think that's something Vince, that i'll let you have the floor is the competitive nature of hip-hop i mean yeah it was <laughs> looked at it serious at the time, but you know, the back and forth that makes for great music. <laughs> what what, great what music. was better? I mean, I thought both songs were good. I'm not I'm not now when you say both songs, I'm, what I'm songs not accounting talking super about ugly. This is important. Takeover and and Easter. Okay. I mean both both songs were incredible. And and I'm partial to the takeover sample, to be honest. Well yeah. But um yeah, I mean, I yeah, hip hop's definitely missing that today right now. They get in fights over stupid things, but they don't actually go at it. <laughs> like they, like right, those exactly. guys, they, they went at it. They they really, yeah, they really came hard at each other. So, yeah, and I think I think touching on that, and I'll get to the J and Nas and where I'm at. But in today's rap landscape it's it's very childish everything just goes social media and we saw that with drake and meek and no matter how many times meek just tried to put out something lyrical it just didn't hit because drake's sending memes Mm -hmm. out and he's doing x y and z with that battle and then you know drake gets absolutely demolished by Pusha and he wants nothing to do with Pusha because Pusha is just going to absolutely destroy I, him I think lyrically. So, take it back you know, to the old days and provoke that's definitely issue, what... but he just oh, didn't go sure. for it. But, uh, <laughs> he, did. Sure. Was... he did. Well, he gave him, he gave him the one, he gave him the W freestyle and he did. you know, whatnot, but Push was, was, he was on a whole nother plane than he was. He gave, yeah, he gave him the shot, the yeah. uh, the warning shot on infrared, too. So, I mean, so, but go he ahead. did. Go and, you know, he, he, he pulled back, but that's neither here nor there. He still would have took that L regardless no. <laughs> because that's one dude you don't want to 
get into a battle with. But anyway, um, I think for me, you know, when you, you talk about those two songs and for me, it just stops there. I just think when we get into actual hip hop, J spit context, actual facts against Nas where Nas attacked Jay <laughs> was like, Oh, you're yes. ugly, you know, and the Foxy stuff and say, Oh, you, you do Tybo classes. <laughs> so that's great. But at the end of the day, I'm going to side with Jay. Granted, I, I love Jay. Sure. We all love Jay in a certain extent. He'll leave. He'll, he has even admitted that he's lost that battle, which, you know, I feel like is, you know, it's like a 60, 40 mm-hmm. ratio. If you were to pull it probably, but um yeah you know the samples and the songs and what followed after jay may take over and he wasn't even he didn't even devote the whole song to nas i mean he destroyed prodigy half the song so it when we when we go against that it's just like jay went at him with just nothing but straight facts and the facts that he hit him with were a lot harder than what followed with ether I mean, cool, you made a song that said fuck Jay-Z in the hook, right. and then you, you called him a Tybo ho. Cool. So but I, that's I just have, me. I have a that's lot. Just me. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm going to cut you off. And... You're good. I mean, he had the uh, – and it's just me spitballing. I forget the song that yes. he, he killed yes. him again on Blueprint 2. He killed him again on Blueprint 2. Mm-hmm. Like, is it Uchi Wally or is it one mic? Yeah, is it, I mean, that's, <laughs> you know, that whole verse. Yeah, yeah, he absolutely destroys them on Blueprint 2. And that mm-hmm. that whole verse just gets overlooked as well. Jay's never really devoted a whole song to Nod until Got Yourself a Gun, which is absolutely horrible. So bad. Like, cool, you were in the Sopranos moment <laughs> and you disrespected the Italian culture. But, but you know, <laughs> we'll let you slide on that. <laughs> so I, I have, like, but go ahead, Steve. On this. But first and foremost, like, I hate when people try and make it, like, ether versus super ugly. Because that's not factual at nah. all. Um, ether was a response Agreed. to TakeOver. It came out, like, months later. Like, it's funny. Like, people, you know, you, Carmi brought up um, the Meek and Drake thing. And... It, it 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 makes sense for a couple reasons like for one like we were not we you know the three of us but like the public was kind of killing meek for not coming at drake faster right like wh- why are you wasting so much time like blah blah, blah. like because that's the current climate that we're in right like if i remember correctly like ether didn't come out until months after um takeover and it didn't matter You're right like, and everybody You're right. loved it and you know especially in New York, like Cop 97, like they went crazy when that came out. And, you know, then like, then it shifted. Then it was like, all right, well, what, Jay, you got to respond. You got to do this, you got to do that. Um, and, and another thing about the, the Meek and Drake thing and how, how it, um, you know, kind of corresponds to this. Drake got some of that playbook from Jay, right? Like, so we weren't there, obviously, but like Summer Jam 2001, they debuted TakeOver. And Jay's got pictures of Prodigy in a ballerina <laughs> outfit. And, you know, he's, he's coming, at, you know, he's taking <laughs> shots at Nas. Like, that was kind of like the first time it was out in the open, you know. And he took advantage of his platform, right? He took advantage of, I am the headliner of the biggest show 
the biggest rap show of the year. And then he's got Michael Jackson coming out. Like, that was a monster, monster moment, arguably the biggest moment in Summer Jam history. Um, but yeah, that's the, the whole saga, right? Like, it's not just that couple months span. Like, they, I'm glad you brought up the Blueprint 2 track, Carm, uh, because it, it keeps going for years. Like Nas has another song on Godson mm-hmm. where he touches on, um, uh, you know, the relationship with Jay, like when they were younger, like in the in the 90s, like the relationship with Big and Raekwon and like all those guys and how they kind of interacted with each other. Um, like that's a part of this story, right? The Blueprint 2 track is a part of this story. And but for some reason, like Ether and I get it, man, that was a big song. And that was like a moment. And it was not to take anything away. It was a moment. And like, we still to this day, will say like, yo, so and so ethered somebody like, it's become a verb, like, you know, it's become in, in the lexicon. Yeah. Um, but that's only a part of it. And, you know, fast forward now to where we are, like, all right, if you want to say Nas won the battle, fine, but Jay clearly won the war. Like, that's not even debatable at this point. Like, I agree with you. Nas signed the Def Jam when Jay was the uh, the president in the in the mid-2000s. Like, it's right? kind of – like, at that time, like, that was crazy. <laughs> Those guys hated each other for years. And then forget about, like, them uh, – you know, Nas comes out at the I Declare War concert. They make amends, whatever they do, Black Republicans and, you know, a couple other songs you know, over the next couple of years. But he signed to him. Like – that's it. Like it's a it's a wrap after that. Yeah, right. I mean, and and that's what people don't really grasp when they take a, a deeper dive into it. They just want to look at it from the ether and takeover and just think it stopped there. It didn't stop there. And and for me, it's always been a problem with. I'm always going to side mm-hmm. with actual facts, and that's always been my main sticking point. You know, if if you had to put one of those songs on to get you fired up to do anything in life, yeah. what song are you choosing? You're choosing Takeover. You know, I mean, Nas spits for maybe 12 to 16 bars of some legit shit in the in the beginning, like stuff that'll get you fired up. But then at the end of that, it's just like it's he goes bar for bar lyrically, and you know his metaphors are fire. But again, at the end of the day, it's kind of like what Drake did to Meek. Meek was going at Drake that whole time. He would not stop. And he'd spit nonstop facts. And Drake knows that he has the better team around him, knows what is going to get him better attention and -hmm. what's going to draw from the younger generation, you know, the memes and everything. So, obviously, no matter what Meek said or what Meek did, it didn't matter. And that was the same thing when Jay released Super Ugly. Once (laughs) fucking... Once it dro- once ether dropped, it was over. It was over. It didn't matter yeah, to a lot of people. It, it didn't matter, but it mattered to me. Damn it! <laughs> I feel like <laughs> it's still real. It it's still real I to me. I would rather play Takeover. <laughs> I had to hear one song. Takeover, I feel it, like overall was a shot. Like it's a yeah, it was There was a verse for Prodigy, a yeah. verse for uh, Nas, but that's like a warning shot to everybody. Like, the the rock is in the building, basically. <laughs> like, bro, no one is messing with with us, bro. And at the end of the day, 
just go to verse three and it's well. super ugly. <laughs> Me and the boy A, I got more in common than just balling and rhyming. Get it? More in common. <laughs> My name's sake, damn killed, it. He got <laughs> for that, too. Like, God damn they, it. They were saying he, you know, he went too far. I know. You know blah, blah, blah. But, you know, and then we hear some of the things like, you know, Push says, you know, to to Drake about about forty and things like that. Like, I don't know. That's a that's a different debate for another day. Like, what's what's allowed and what's not, you know. But he got killed for that back then. I'm just saying, Jay murdered him on that last verse. I'm super ugly. You can say what you want, but body. Remember that song? I'm just saying Remember the actual song. <laughs> and there's not much with Truth Hurts. That was like mm-hmm. produced by Dre. That, I totally mm-hmm. forgot about that song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, Jay. The third verse gets over. If Jay would have opened with that verse on the verse one, yeah, might be a different story. But then I feel like I the uh, I feel here. like that Truth Hurts song is like a perfect song for you to sing. Not on this pod, in general, but just like yeah. in general, the way. <laughs> Your voice inflection, the way you, you hit that. I, yeah, I enjoy Truth Hurts. <laughs> I get down. Truth Hurts, down to the pod. <laughs> um, let's see. So, I mean, anything else on that? Because I, I feel like we kind of, we hit on all the, all the important moments of that uh, beef, you know, or whatnot. Yeah, I think we I think we did. I mean, like you said, Nas kind of just fizzled oh, wait, out. There is one thing I wanted to say. After. I'm sorry. Um, it, just, it just hit me. I don't want to lose it. So, you know, hopefully people that are listening, you listen to our week one pod about the last dance. And um, we talked, me and Carmen talked a little bit about the, uh, the MJ Isaiah Thomas beef and how like that's really real. Right? Fucking like hate you you hear and hate each other like and that's mutual and and they they to this day thirty years later they hate each other. A lot of people still say that Jay harbors, you know, resent like he still like holds things over Nas's head or like whatever. And a lot of people were talking. I think it was two years ago when Nas came out with his Kanye produced album, and then Jay surprise dropped that. Uh, the album with Beyonce right. on the same day, like a lot of people thought that was like a shot, and I, you know, I don't obviously we don't know any of them personally, but it wouldn't shock me. I mean, I agree. I agree. I would think that Nas would, would harbor. I'm right there with you on that. I mean, Jay made all the right some of those beefs wise, you know, in terms of net worth and who you know, but you never know. Yeah, but don't you think it bothers him that people still think that he beat him? Could I mean, right? Like absolutely, he's like Michael Jordan. He's like when when Carl Malone won MVP. Right, like that's how like, I, right. you know he always I compares you. himself to MJ, <laughs> and and it's obviously a valid comparison. Um, but I I feel like he thinks that way. Like obviously I have no no facts to back that up with whatsoever. But I just feel like he thinks that way. Could yeah. I agree with you 100% on that. So, you know, kind of after let's let's get into um so Blueprint 2 was was obviously like right kind of in the in the midst of all this, you know, it was in between that, you know, Blueprint 1 Blueprint 2 era. Um 
we don't have to touch on Blueprint 2 that much because um, there are a couple bigger topics that we're, we're going to hit soon. Um, but what are your, you know, Blueprint 2 came out 18 years ago now. Um, what are your impressions on Jay's one uh, attempt Christ. at a double album? <laughs> I didn't need it. I, I, I mean, I'm just being honest. There's a lot of fluff on it. I just didn't need it. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm critical of everyone. Like, I love Drake. I break your balls and, like, our group friends' balls all the time that I don't like him. The song's terrible. That and the other thing. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's just me being me. But, I mean, there's songs of Jay's that sure. I absolutely can't stand. Like, it's just horrible. He went on a run there with Kingdom Come and X, Y, and Z. Right. It was just not good at all. And it's just, like, unbearable to listen to. So... For me, it's, you know, condensed that. I think he did. He made, like, he condensed it, and then he added more songs on with uh, Swizz with, the, yeah. I think it's the Blueprint 2.1, if I'm being, not being mistaken. Um, yeah, so that was a lot better because they actually put all the good songs on it. So if it's just those songs, sure, I'll listen to that. But there's, like, double some of the songs on there. I mean, what we do, yeah, are, what we going to do, yeah. I think it is, has... Yeah, it's on both albums. Uh, I think Sean Paul's on one. Yeah, and then it's just him on the other one. You can you can hack it. Yeah, you can definitely hack a decent amount of songs off of both of those albums. And again, it's just like, is this going to work? Is this not going to work? But you know, yeah. I think you got a little bit. Too it is much, what it is. At this too point, much slack. I think it was probably because what it followed, and it wasn't. All Eyes on Me, it wasn't Life After Death. There was a lot of pop songs on there. So, mm -hmm. honestly, I go back and listen to a lot of those songs. But I think at the time, it was like, you know, the blueprint just came out. It was a masterpiece. It's never, <laughs> nothing was ever going to be right after that, I don't think. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you brought up Life After Death and All Eyes on Me, too, because they are, like, perfect examples of the hip-hop um you know, and they got it right. Like there was no skips there. <laughs> and no, I, at least I don't think. No, I don't think so either. Especially, I mean, I listen to Life After Death a lot more. And it's it's hard to um, do that when but, you're talking, you know, eighteen tracks per disc. That's a, it's a lot, you know. Yeah, I feel like he he did it because he wanted to try it. Like you know, they he's. He's always fighting these ghosts, you know, especially at that point in his career, you know, uh, the big and pop ghosts, um, you know, so I think he wanted to challenge himself and see if, if he could do it. And there, there's a lot of fun songs on that. Like I still listen to Blueprint 2. I still listen to The Watcher, um, Somehow, Some Way, you know, a couple other like assorted songs. But yeah, of course, there's going to be filler. Same way with, you know, Drake just came out with Scorpion a couple of years ago. Like there's so much filler in that there's some great songs but then there's so much filler i feel like it's it's so hard to make 25 songs you know and make it a classic very true i mean when i say you can cut some of that off i mean for me like legit i have the uh the playlist out right now i would there's songs i'm looking at i'm just like yeah you can probably crop about like eight to nine of those songs off and you would have been yeah, good there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I'm trying to 
pull it up, but like he made a lot of great music around that time. Like, you know, Guess Who's Back came out around that time. Then, you know, then 2003, we start getting into like the What We Do and like the, the lead up to the Black album. Um, but he, I feel like he threw everything at the wall for Blueprint 2 and some of it stuck and some of it, it didn't, but it is what it is. Um, you know, and that takes us into the, the Black Album era, which, you know, we touched on it in the earlier episode um, about, you know, he did. So Blueprint 2 comes out like end of 02, like in the fall sometime, November, maybe. I feel like there's a J album anniversary every day in the fall, every single year. Um, and then so he does the <laughs> S. Doc Carter mixtape and the... Uh, Black album comes out. We'll gloss. Oh we'll gloss yeah. over oh, unfinished wait. business. It's Big chips. oh man, it's Big chips. <laughs> and, and best and the art and the other one, the first one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll gloss gonna, over that. I was gonna bring up. <laughs> we don't need. We don't need the, it. Uh, the features discussion, but nope. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Nope. Yep. Can't Can't do it. Cannot play with them. Can't do it. <laughs> Can I, can't win with him. Can't do it. Yeah, that's, I nope. mean, hey, Just keep I mean, going. I'm not talk about who he was on the track with, but still a good verse. Anyway, so Black <laughs> Album. Me, me and Vince actually <laughs> talked about the Black Album recently. Um, like, for me, there was no other, there was no better uh, era in my time as a, uh, like a hip-hop fan than that lead-up to that album. Like th- that excitement was palpable. Do you you remember? Do you remember that time at all? And like, what were your what were your thoughts going into that? What what we then thought was to be his last album. Uh, I didn't want to believe it. To be honest, I never really believed it, just because of how you know powerful he was becoming and how much of a trend he was becoming. And to like segue back, it was just like when we were, you know, teenagers and whatnot. It was, you know, whatever Jay said in the song, that's what we were wearing and X, Y, and Z. It was kind of like segueing it back to sports when, you know, Allen Iverson had his height. And it was kind of like if you put those two guys together, Jay would kind of be my Iverson for that time. It was like whatever Iverson was doing, Jay and Iverson were kind of like neck and neck. So whatever Iverson yeah. did people looked was cool. Whatever Jay like, was doing forgotten. was cool. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, when Jay said we're not wearing jerseys <laughs> anymore, we're wearing button ups. Everybody started wearing flashy yeah. button ups with oversized. I'm sure. Fitted. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like you know, <laughs> and I'm sure Eric Snow did the same thing, but that's a, <laughs> that's I just winked at myself in the mirror. I just winked at myself. I'm sure he did, but that's just me. Um, but let's segue back. Um, yeah. It was just like a nonstop hype train. Like, it, I feel like it was something that was unprecedented. Again, it just goes back to Jay being the guy in rap and not seeing it and him just being, like, the the kind of the train for evolving rap and whatnot. It was just like, this dude, I, I never believed that he was actually going to retire. So it was just like all the publicity he was getting and whatnot. I was just kind of just like, all right, this isn't really yeah, happening, I, I but we'll just go right. with he it. He did execute it as if it was his last hurrah. Which I think it was <laughs> what grabbed so many people. It was this tri- triumphant beats, and you know what more can I say? It, 
it, it aligned with what he was going for, and it just worked. Well, there's no skips on that album, by the way. Well, change what clothes. Got, change clothes. I don't think there are. Not fit with, with the rest of the theme. Go ahead, up. Yeah, that was like his way of like, all right, I gotta get a football. Yeah. I mean, well, he he ended up getting football. I mean, yeah, allure, he should have so just kept it with a lure. He could have got away with change clothes. Maybe they didn't <laughs> think there would be no um, commercial songs because of how the the theme, the theme yeah, of the which album, is interesting because then the commercial songs were, you know, ninety nine problems. It, it worked. It, yeah, like that, which that is something we should like a really right. big hit for him. 99 Prowl and Dirt Off Your Shoulder. Like, they were big, big hits. But he led off with Change Clothes. Everybody was kind of like, yeah. wait a second. Like, yeah, what's I this, like, so bootleg, sure uh, excuse yeah. me, miss? Like, <laughs> I'll give you that, Vince. I'll give you that one, actually. I mean, I think it's something we should touch on, too, is, like, actually, like, Jay-Z singles yeah, we can get that we that. did not like. Because we I can get to that. definitely um, talk about I that. A couple <laughs> thoughts on, on the Black Album era. Um, like, I, I don't remember an album of any genre that I really cared about where, like, like the buzz was building for months. And, you know, whether he was really going to retire or not, like, that played a huge part in, in the hype, uh, obviously. You know, and then the, the Madison Square Garden concert and the ensuing Fade to Black documentary, which is still phenomenal. Like, if anybody hasn't seen it, find it it's somewhere. Um, it's great. If any, anybody that's a fan of Jay, a fan of music, that likes to see the behind the scenes of, you know, of songs getting made, it's just, it, it's great. Um, but, you know, I, that, that time was so crazy because, like, so we were juniors in high school at that time. And I, rem- I said this to Vince the other day, when we were talking about it, like I, I, I vividly remember Cosmic Kev on the radio in Philly um, playing the album before it was out, like a couple of days before, the day before, maybe like the morning of, whatever it was. And I remember the first time he played What More Can I Say? And, you know, What More Can I Say wasn't like, it wasn't a hit. It wasn't like a radio song or anything like that. But like the first time I heard that, I was like, oh shit, like this is, this is a moment. Like this is a song that fits this moment perfectly. And from the from that point on, I feel like everything fell into place perfectly for him. Like all those songs, the way he sequenced the album, all the producers that he brought on from, you know, the Kanye's and the Just Blazes to the Pharrell's to the Ninth Wonder, um, you know, a couple there I think the guy that did what more can I say was not a, he wasn't like a famous producer, like everything he picked, like the perfect beats for that album. And it was a, an album worthy of the moment. Yeah, I agree. And now that ever since Ben said, uh, change clothes, I'm legit looking at the track list. No, and it, it, does, it doesn't not fit at all. And some of those other songs, <laughs> it really doesn't they, like, like Lucifer's a great song. I think Threat is a great song. There's just like yeah. there's really great rapping throughout that. Allure is a great. I mean, every every song on here is legit. You can except, listen to it and pick something out. I mean, and again, change clothes. It's always it's like <laughs> Jay Mantra. 
Except change clothes. Yeah. No, no, you're right, Vince. You're absolutely right. I agree with you. I mean, he could have went straight up dirt off your shoulder, off the rip, and that would have kind of set the tone for the album. I now agree. that you're saying that, dirt off your shoulder, ninety nine problems, encore, yeah. and like I could have been it. Like, great album, great time, man. Like I remember, I think it's close. Like I think it's so close to a perfect, far. perfect album. It's, I think it just gets yeah. overlooked. Because I have it number have three. Our own I agree. skill for just him, <laughs> and compare if we're comparing it to other other right. artists. I mean, this is probably over my favorite artist. Their favorite album. Yeah. I have it number, like, firmly at number three. I agree. Firmly at number three on a list of great albums. And I'll never forget selling bootleg copies of that in the lunchroom at the prep. Shout out to the prep. Amazing. (laughs) We all sell out. We have all sold albums here or there. Yeah, I made a bunch of money. I made a Poster Boy mixtape. Remember Poster Boy? Beat dudes bought that, well, that up. That room, week, that's that either week here or there, there under the table. Cast entrepreneur back in the day selling CDs. Like that week, <laughs> if you remember, it was that the Black Album came out, G Unit Beg for Mercy, and Tupac Resurrection all came out the same day. And nice, that was my most successful week in four it years. Let's <laughs> go. For sure. That was my most For successful sure. week. Um, so, yeah, that was a really That's amazing time. I think for me, yeah. Let me just, I just want to drop this. I think for me, again, legit, everything we talk about, every J album, again, I relate it back. Moment of Clarity was my oh, walk up wow. song when I was still balling back in the day. So, when that thing wow. dropped, How about you know that? your boy was coming, do some damage. <laughs> yeah. It's it's fire. The intro's fire. So, you know, it's got the, the real dramatic song. intro. Really so that was yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It was it was between that and like my junior and senior at Temple. It was between that and Snoopy Track. Really? You actually And I went with Moment of Clarity. So Yeah. Oh, it was between those. No, it was between those two. Wow. Yeah. I was flip flopping. And then the asshole freshman flipped it to a. Uh, I'm a diva for one of my uh, at bats, like one of the last home, home games. Yeah, they told the guy to flip it to I'm a diva, and I don't even care because that beat Knox. Yeah. So I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, but the last home That's series we one. had, yeah. I walked up to Encore. So I'm not gonna lie. Um, so you know, kind of. So after the uh, the Black Album era. You know, you get the retirement phase. You know, he becomes uh, president of Def Chance. You know, a couple features here and there. He signs Rihanna, who obviously becomes like a huge star. Uh, signs Neo, a couple other people. Um, and then finally, in 2006, we get the comeback. This is out. where we can start. Tra- right? We, we can start trashing get- Jay now. This is, this is what I signed up for. I don't want to talk about this. I this hope so. I, 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 I want to get... <laughs> Let's let's get close. This is what I signed so, up for. Kingdom Come comes out. Is Kingdom let's go. Come as bad as everyone says it is? Yes. 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 <laughs> All right. It's hard. Get horrible. into it. It's terrible. <laughs> they had a nice oh, my dad loves it, so you know it's a terrible album. album. 
hit he hits Kingdom on Come the first. I, I mean, oh my god! How big is like? I like oh my god! Mm-hmm. Kingdom it's Come, rank, you think? and then Lost. I like Lost more. Too rinky dink. And then it's too just, rinky dink. Uh, I mean, I like. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't like when Jay. Rinky dink. King, you want to elaborate on Rinky dink? He not that he wasted, but like. Finally, like he got three Dre beats, I think, on that album, and like none of them amounted to really anything. Trouble that was horrific. Yeah, dig a hole, dig bury a hole. yourself. Yeah, they're all terrible. Dig a hole. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. Anything Nick Speck is roll turn over in his fucking <laughs> in his ottoman right now. <laughs> yeah, thirties new twenty like. Oh god! That thirty, so 30 I Oh never my god! John, do you want to ride? Trash. <laughs> he can't. It is bad. Oh, it's horrible. Even oh, the Hollywood album art is horrible. Know. Hollywood. Would be oh, it's terrible. Oh, it's terrible. It might be his worst song ever. Actually, the "Do You Want to Ride," John Legend. Trash. That's the best part. Of Three the album. songs. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind. I don't mind that song. Like at he all. kills it there. <laughs> oh. I mean, show me what you got was the lead. It's not bad. I'll I'll give you that. It's not bad. I like the dog was what I got. Lil Wayne. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Wayne Wayne took that and made it his song, man. Like, when did you ever say that about James? Brian James if he's Jordan. Yeah, like, that was great. I like Beach Chair. I do do like Beach Chair. I like Kingdom Come. But that's, like, kind of where it stopped. The prelude isn't a bad intro. Um, We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about I mean, it's still tolerable. It's just like it's Wizards Jordan. Nobody wants to see that shit. It's Wizards Jordan. It's just yeah. nobody wants to see that shit. <laughs> Even though you still have it in 20, nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. It's not... Can we just acknowledge the fact that he went from the Black Album to being that retired to Unfinished yeah, Business, which came out a year later? And he did the, the Lincoln Park joint, too. I thought you said not to mention it, and then you mentioned it. I know, Is Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, but he was retired, and then he dropped that shit, and then he came back with the comeback album two years after I the fact. So unfinished business. I'm not like, saying who's on the album, like, man, but I'm just saying mentioning the album. <laughs> I think you want to hear it right now. Big chips, big chips was on that album. Big, Ch- oh, it was on that album. Oh my god, I mean, we got him going kind of slap, but that's, I mean, the, some of those songs did slap, but we're not going to mention uh, that again. I'll- I'll take I'll but, take it on the head for either way. The Lincoln Park. Um, yeah, two. Go ahead. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, but he he didn't he have to do anything like, for that. It was just his verses. I liked it. Throwing it out there. Yeah. I mean, you made the I great compa- the perfect comparison there, Jordan with the Wizards. It's great, but go ahead. Yeah, I'm gonna I mean, I'm gonna he, just he segue right back. into it. It gets no respect. It gets no respect. And it's, in my opinion, it's one of his best albums. Top to bottom, it's a great album. It gets no respect because it's basically just, you know, just going along with American Gangster. And, I mean, you can legit, lyrically, go through the list of the songs on there. And every song, you can probably pull something from every one of those they're legit songs. The I mean, he even pulled Idris Elba out for the intro. The the American Gangster Marvin Gaye samples are much better than uh, 
volume one, I think. <laughs> the cl- the collaboration. So American Gangster was good. I, I think he <laughs> I think he already fell off lyrically at that point, but it was a cohesive album to say the least. So it worked. If he would have just neglected Kingdom Come and went straight to just waited and went with American Gangster, it'd be a totally different story for me. I mean, I I really like every one of those songs. I'm just looking at it now and I'm like, man, every one of them just have a place in the flow of the album. It's a legit album to me. I mean, and it gets no credit. It just gets glossed over like it's a basic album. And it's not. It's a really good lyrically. It's a good album. He's got good features on it. He, I mean, if, he brought Nas in. If you like soul music, it's definitely Nas is on that album. He's like, all right, come here, son. <laughs> let's get back to it. Let's, yeah, let's so body I, this. I, I, it's so funny that that my that you couldn't hear me during that segment because I was trying to jump in so many times <laughs> because I feel like this is really the only time where we're ever really going to disagree on this stuff. I I think American Gangster is a little overrated and I'll tell you why it so yeah did it restore the feeling like all right Jay's back you know this is a really good album yes it's a 100% good album for sure see Carm you think it gets disrespected a little bit I think people hype it up a little too much maybe we're listening to different people yeah maybe but (laughs) I, I feel like people put it in that um you know that upper, that top tier, like black album, blueprint tier, and I feel like it's not there. And that's no disrespect. I enjoy the album, um, but I, it, it's just an, an album full of like solid songs to me. That's how I look at it. Yeah, that's what that's why I get lost in the conversation when, when people put it top three albums. I just I'm just not there. I mean, it's definitely not his top three. I mean, it's definitely an enjoyable album for me. I feel like from the trash of Kingdom Come, sure, it was just like, oh, great, he's conscious again. So that's great, and he's actually rapping over something that he knows. So he's kind of going back to a little bit, and it kind of gives his lifelong fans the nostalgia feeling. So mm-hmm. that's where I feel like you can kind of label it in. And I feel like if you do listen to it, it's got you know, it pulls you into the you know, reasonable doubt ever. Mm-hmm. Granted, it's not reasonable doubt, but it kind of brings you back because everybody wants him to rap about selling coke on the corner and crack and right. X, Y, and Z. But <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, you you know, you want the old shit. Buy my own album. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. what we all longed for, and I feel like it just it, at the time it was what we needed in order to be like, okay, Jay's still here with us. Mm-hmm. That, Jay's still fair. there. That's definitely fair. Um, and I, I agree with that. Uh, it definitely restored the feeling. Um, I like the idea that it was a concept album, like he was inspired by the movie and wanted to make songs that kind of corresponded with that. I just, I, I personally don't revisit it all that often. And the songs I do revisit are like Party Life. Like, I love Party Life. <laughs> party Life is... It's smooth, man. I don't it know, is it's different. It's different. Like he's definitely rap. Like Prey is great. American Dream is great. Um, even like No Hook and, but it's just like, I don't know. I feel like it's a collection of good songs. Yeah, I think my favorite song on the album is Fallen, but that's just me. Mm, Fallen's a good song. 
Yeah, that's a really good song. And then he brought Beans back. He, I mean, you can't knock that Beans feature on that there. That's true. Ignorant shit is, is a he, great song. I mean, that's, that's he hyped the real... up Beans like. Yeah, he hyped up Beans like we hyped up Vince right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just saying that that's the real uh, breadwinner of the album. Ignorant shit. That's that's. And then you look at that, and Drake stole that, and some people think that that's Drake's beat mm. with him and Wayne. I'm just saying. Mm. Another Sam. conversation. Who did whose song better? <laughs> for yeah, another day. For another day. <laughs> Who done it better? <laughs> yeah, that's a conversation in itself. Wow. So, I mean, we, we touched on – so we touched on Blueprint 3 a little bit in the beginning. Um, you know, I don't really need to revisit it unless you guys have a specific song or I'm moment good. that you want to talk about. <laughs> Um, no, you're good. So I, I think it's important that we kind of skip right to that Watch the Throne era. You know, you Carmi brought up the uh, the Good Friday songs. Like Jay was, Jay and Kanye recorded a lot of music in that 2010, 2011 range. Some of it ended up on uh, Dark Fan, uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Some of it ended up on Watch the Throne. Um, what when you look back? on that era, that Watch the Throne era, 2011, you know, what are some of your fondest memories of that? Oh, man. Again, you know, I sound like a broken record, but for me, it always goes back to memories, especially now, you know, being in the time we're living in. I try to find, like, some of the the good things. And, you know, whenever Watch the Throne pops on, I just think of being down the shore in Jersey and we're vibing out to Watch the Throne at the shore house and our first shore house in Seattle. And I think that just takes me to a better place. And, you know, for me, it's just, it's timeless. And it's a thing that we all have to go back to and relate it to. And, you know, I can just picture us chilling out on the porch and just putting this on and not knowing kind of, okay, what is this elevator music at the end of these songs and <laughs> what's happening here? And, okay, so we got to wait, like, seven minutes for these bonus songs. Yeah. I'm like, did you turn the song – did you turn the music off or did you turn it off? I'm like, no, it's, just, it's coming. It's Don't coming. worry. But, I mean, for me, it, it was something that, you know, you have two artists that were at the top of their game, you know, Jay coming back and Kanye being an absolute superstar at the time. Mm-hmm. And for me, it still holds weight, especially since we all, I'm sure we'll get to it, went to that concert. Yes. It was another absolute, you know, probably the best concert I've ever been to, but that's just me. I hope you guys feel the same way. But, you know, it, it definitely holds a lot in a time when I need the good memories, and I hope you guys kind of feel the same way. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely do. Um, I, I look back on that era very fondly. Um in terms of just like what um you know how things how how we were experiencing the music and the music itself um like watch the throne is a, is a great album front to back um you know those talking shit records those triumphant records those um like just fun songs that i still play with a lot of regularity to this day I'm glad you brought up the concert because I, I, that's the only time that the three of us have ever been to a concert together. 
like just the three, of, just the three of us, not any of our other friends. And it was, and that was like a spur of the moment thing. Like I remember we got the tickets like either the day of or the day before, I think it was the day of. And, day and of. we were just like, we have to go to this show. I think we were like a hundred bucks a piece or something like that, which at the time, like we had just graduated college, like not, didn't have like any real money or anything like that. But it was like, we have to go to the show. Like, there's no way around it. And I'm so glad we did. It's a great decision. Yeah, Kanye bitched and complained about Amber Rose. <laughs> yeah, he did have his own. He, he probably, he probably went to Penrose right after. Oh, wow. What? But I'm just That's inside <laughs> baseball right there. But, but regardless, I mean that whole album, it just takes me back to kind of simpler times, and you know, when you get Jay spitting on "Welcome to the Jungle," and then Kanye has, does Kanye have? I'm sorry, um. Now, I'm not looking at the track list or anything. Does he have his own song on there like Jay does? No. I don't think he does. It's just no. me. But, yeah, I feel like Welcome to the Jungle for me kind of steals the the show a little bit, but that's just me being a stan as opposed to – I know you hate some songs on that album, Steve, by the way. So Don't watch the throw? You told me you hate – yeah, um, I feel like you you hate some of those songs at the, oh, towards the yeah, back I end before. One. I hate one. I know <laughs> you do. I know you do. I hate the, well, all right. So I used to hate the the Mr. Hudson joint. The uh, <laughs> I love you. The why I love you. Or I love you so. Whatever it is. Um, yeah. I don't hate it. Why? Now. Why? I don't know. It just didn't. I skip a few too. I skip lift off. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Liftoff hasn't hasn't aged well for me either, but I still, uh, I yeah. still vibe with it. Let me see. Let me pull up this track list. What a, what what does he think that I hate? Uh, it's not Ham. I used to rock with Ham all the time. I love that. <laughs> ham is yeah. I I know you hate. Why well, I, I love, love you, you so, and I love I love Jay's verse on that. Jay does have a really. I love Jay's verse. verse in that. You're right. It, it's I I didn't like the other song he did with Mr. Hudson, Young Forever. Yeah, and I feel like I was kind of maybe using that against them <laughs> with this one. I, I don't know. I just I don't. It, it probably gets it gets a skip for me if I had to skip yeah, one man. song. I'm just, I'm just thinking like, what if they went directly from No Church in the Wild right into um, Paris? That's all I'm saying. Oh yeah, that's what I'm that's saying. I'm so saying. that's why I always that's say, right. I'm trying to keep the same energy, so I'm pissed <laughs> off. Yeah. Exactly. From the previous track, let's keep his moving. <laughs> I'm already lifted. I'm already lifted. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, it, it could have went no church in the wild to Paris to Otis. Yeah, and then no from there, it's just it's yeah. smash after smash after that. I could do without New Day, but that's just me. Yeah, I mean, it's really the only time where he kind of gets introspective in that way on the album, and I I, I like Jay's verse a lot on that song. Kanye's, I mean, it's all right, but and then that's my bitch. Welcome to the jungle. Who's going to stop me? That's, that's a murderer's row right there. Yeah. I mean, illest motherfucker alive, when, or it, it's a flex. Kanye gets a little dicey yeah. in there. <laughs> kind, of, kind of prelude to a future Kanye, yeah. but that's just me. And then when Jay starts doing his math in prime oh, time, yeah. I lose it. <laughs> Whenever Jay does math on a track, I lose my mind. Like, oh, this doesn't even make sense. I love it. But it, I love it. Yeah, prime time. The numbers good. don't add up. Prime time's good. The joy is really good. 
Um, there's there's a lot of joints on that. I, I, that was a cool era, man. That was that was fun. And then when they showed up at the uh, MTV Awards unannounced and did Otis, yeah, that was a great performance. The flag dropped down and there was fire. The, the show should have just ended right after that. Yeah. That was oh. a great. Well, wait, we talked. So we talked about right. um, concerts, right? And we talked about the Washington Throne concert and whatnot. Um, Jay's had a lot of like landmark concerts over the years. Are there any like that you wish you could have went to? Because I have a couple. <sighs> so. I mean, I've been to seven Jay Z concerts. Woo, seven! So, I've been to seven. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, every time I think the first one was when we went to Powerhouse. Mm-hmm. If you want to count that, that was the first time I saw Jay. And then from there on, I think I've seen him every time he's been in Philly. I saw him with JT. I saw him with Beyonce at Citizens Bank Park, and then every time he's been there solo and whatnot. So it's been about seven since then. Wow, it's not bad. Yeah, yeah that's good. I mean, I would have liked to see the uh, the Roots concert, the Unplugged. Unplugged, yeah. I mean, yeah, I would, to be live there, that would have been nice. That would have been sick. The the two that I really stand out, and it's not the ones you you might think. Um, I would have loved to have been to the B sides show, in uh, yeah. the first one in 2015, like just because. You know, you, you hear all the hits every time you see them, but to, to hear some of those deep cuts would have been really cool. And he did the uh, the Reasonable Doubt 10th anniversary show in, um, I don't know if it was Radio City, somewhere in New York, where he played the whole album front to back. Like That would have been a really cool moment to see that. But I think that's it, though. I've been to four. I've been to four concerts. Of Jay, and I will go to another one if he came tomorrow. Absolutely, yeah. If if Jay goes back on tour, I'm a hundred percent going. Um, we so we talked about. Do you want to talk about Magna Carta at all? Because I don't. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> it has no replay value for me. I agree. It's not not a lot of replay I just, value I just in that sexy bitch. You know she bought it. <laughs> I, I fuck, crown is i fuck is, with that yeah crown. yeah crown's good Crown's yeah good. it's better than kingdom come but that's about it absolutely crown would be the uh and that's another album that kind of had the crazy height it's like, like the black it, album did like this is terrible <laughs> it's this not good and it's Jay, not you know, good justin timberlake song uh yeah you fucking nirvana whatever beat it it was beat it it wasn't wasn't good <laughs> And I think it, you know, fuck with me, you know, you got it. Was really, was just, uh, we can I touch mean, on I that. I thought it was incredible out of the whole fucking bad album. Then they just threw mm-hmm. that banger out there. Like, what? <laughs> you got some nerve. Like, that was, uh, that was a fucking hammer, hammer beat. Yeah. Like, out of nowhere. And the rest of the album stunk. So it just didn't fit. Well, that was his verse on, um, Living So Italian. Yep. That, they couldn't clear the sample, the Buccelli right. samples, yeah, or right. um, it, with him and Kanye on Watch the Throne. So that's what it got recycled into. So that would have been it a vibe like for it was, our culture. Yeah, it was recorded at different times, just because it doesn't fit. It's, it seemed like yeah. the yeah. same same vibe. 
Yeah, definitely has a lot. He just doesn't class. say anything the whole album, and that's the problem with me. Like, nothing's getting said. It's just like, cool. We got. Was that the that was the album? There's a whole the, uh, song. Samsung. Tom yeah. Ford that the, he just repeats. Tom Ford. That was the same the Samsung yeah, album though. It was the Samsung album. Yeah. So, but the album was not good. I mean, to be honest, I'm not uh, like fuck with me. You know, you got it. Oceans isn't bad, but I'm giving them that because of Frank Ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, f- fuck up the world. I'll fuck mm-hmm. with that crown. And then I do like part two. I'm not gonna lie, I do like yeah, part I, two. I, I like it too. And then he did have uh, Nas on the album too. So yeah, BBC. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I agree with all that. Uh, I don't really have anything else to add. Um, but like the whole Samsung thing, like one thing we know about Jay is he's like an opportunistic capitalist, right? Like he's a business guy. He's there to make money. Like, you know, he got, he got a bag for, (laughs) for that Samsung deal. You know, it was kind of like cheapening the, uh, the sales thing because it was like, Oh, there were all the million downloads in a week or whatever, because it automatically went to the phones. But you know, yeah, it was like, it was like yeah. this one stinks, so I'm just going to put it on your phone and count, all, right. count more strange <laughs> exactly. streams so I don't fall off. Exactly. Yeah, it's a million um, streams. It's dunk. <laughs> so, I mean, we touched on 444. We don't really have to get into that anymore. Um, there is one last topic I, I kind of wanted to, to get into before we, we closed out episode two here. Um, you know, we we've during quarantine, we've been able to listen to a lot of these uh versus uh competitions that well not really competitions but like these shows that swizz and and timbo have produced and some of them have been great some of them have been lackluster but oh god we we know jay will never do one obviously um but a, a lot of the people have been you know shouting for like Jay and Drake, because there's a lot of comparisons between them, you know, for whatever reason, whether you like it or not. Um, how do you guys feel about those comparisons, and are any of them valid? Vince, go I for think it, brother. it depends on if you're talking about a hip-hop artist or an artist in general. If, if, if you're not getting genres specific, then yeah, Drake kind of Racks up with anybody, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, the hits are there, but when you you're you're talking about hip hop purists, and you know, Drake can spit, but he's not on Jay Z's level. So, it right, depends on what conversation you're going for. I think. Yeah, I think once all that shit with him having ghostwriters and X, Y, and Z came out, granted, all artists have a team working with them, but I think it was just so prevalent with Drake because it was a guy that we haven't seen of this magnitude and everyone held him to this high standard and always going to take the throne and do all this shit. Um, I think in that regards, then if it's going to be Jay and Drake, for me, it's, you know, like Vince said, it's just going to be two different genres because it's just one that goes completely pop hip-hop and then jay who doesn't have as many pop hip-hop songs if that makes Mm -hmm. any sense but it i think it's it's not a fair comparison because 
Drake's been, you know, he legit has more slaps than the Beatles. I mean, he he really does. He's got more number ones than the Beatles. So it's just he's the guy that is just leading the culture and whatnot and taking it into the next generation. And again, Jay, to go back to Blueprint 3, he passed the torch to him just by saying that. Um, that Drake's up next. But, I mean, DMX is trying to pull Jay into a little bit of a uh, Instagram battle, but Jay's not taking no. that bait. <laughs> and He's for not good taking that bait. Yeah, I mean, if you want to go brick for brick, DMX doesn't stand a chance there. No. You know, the the whole Jay and Drake thing is interesting. It's it's like Jordan and Kobe for me. Like, there there's no Kobe without MJ. There's no Drake without Jay. Like, yeah, Drake sings and half of his catalog is, is R&B type things or or dance hall or whatever else he's, you know, experimenting with at the moment. But, you know, he'll be the first to tell you, like, like he, he said it in, in fear. He's like, I never die when Pac died, but I probably will when Hope does. Like, he holds him at a really, you know, high place. Like, it, that Kobe, MJ, big brother, little brother, like, there's competition but at the end of the day, he knows that, like, Jay wrote the playbook for him on and off, Absolutely. in and out of the studio. And, you know, I think it's I think it's fair when people want to make the comparison because they're both looked at as, like, the leaders of their era. Um, you know, there were people back in the day who questioned Jay-Z's, um, not his lyrical ability, but, like, his subject matter, like, Oh, you're only you're only playing for for radio and for pop hits and whatever. Um, you know that was something that Nas complained about with him. Um, you know, and Drake gets a lot of those same issues. But I, I I liken it to to Kobe and MJ. Like MJ's the goat, Kobe's great, and he you know he he's the best at taking that playbook from the original and running with it. It's probably the best way I can play. I agree one. I agree one hundred percent. I'm li- literally pulling up the uh, Jay Z lyrics from the uh, Jay Electronica song "We Made It" because I know he has a Drake this in that song. Mm-hmm. I just can't. I'm just trying to pull it up real quick. So if you guys want to keep, yeah, talking, I mean, they you can edit this take out. Hot shots at each other a lot over the last. 10 years like real little subtle jabs um you know i think even jake kind of like throws jabs at him in his pound cake verse on his song (laughs) he does i mean that's the reason why dmx hates him because when they were making um i forget i'm sorry i forget the name of the song but at the end of the song when dmx and drake and um yeah drake jay were on the song together DMX felt like Jay was legit destroying him. DMX had the first two verses, and then Jay had the last verse, and DMX felt like he was legit destroying him, like taking shots at X on the first, on like legit the whole time. So that's why DMX kind of hates Jay, and like he's never forgiven really? for that. But even on um, We Made It, Jay literally says, Sorry, Miss. Drizzy. <laughs> he legit says, sorry, Miss Drizzy, for so much art talk. Like, wow. what? <laughs> I mean, that's... Yeah, I had to right pull there. it up. But Jay, 
Yeah, he, Jay's uh, the best though at like those subtle, those subtle shots, right? Like he's always done that. Yeah, he always takes shots, and then I feel like again, it goes back to me thinking about you know, reasonable doubt, not catching things like the first thirty, fifty times you listen to the song. It's like wait, you go back and hear it, and you're like wait, did he? Is he taking the shot at X, Y, and Z here? It's like, okay. It, but then again, that's why he made a book. Yeah, exactly. It's funny because, like, I, I was listening to an interview with Jadakiss, um, like, a month or two ago, and he was talking about Jay and how they used to throw shots at each other all the time. Like, it, in Reservoir Dogs, like, and Blackout, maybe, like, they were saying how they felt like Jay – and Big used he said Big used to do it all the time to them too. Like was coming at them on the song. And if you remember, like Styles' verse on um, on Reservoir Dog starts out, "I don't give a fuck who you are, so fuck who you are." Like Jada Kiss said, he was saying that to Jay Z on his own song. <laughs> but like that's just how it was. Like they were just competing with each other. And like now, if you heard that, it'd be like, wait, you you gotta be kidding me. But he said like they were doing that all the time, and that's great. Steel sharpens steel. Exactly. It holds a lot of weight. So we uh, we covered a lot of ground here. Did we miss anything? There's, oh man, there's, Mitch, you think we, we always, missed anything, Vince? More, you still with us? I mean, yeah, we covered a lot. <laughs> yeah, we covered a lot. This was uh, this was really fun. Um, I'm glad we did it. Uh, you know, last week we did the MJ pod. This week we do the J pod. It's only right, you know, the Mike Jordan of recording gets his own episode. Um, Vince, thank you so much for being our first guest on the unaffiliated pod. We're happy to have thank you. you. This, this is um interesting conversation. It's good to have a conversation on recorded and uh, have a good time with your peoples. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll have you back on again at some point. We'll have, we'll find a good topic for us to uh, to to talk yep. about. Um, Carm, any uh, any final words before we uh, sign off? Uh, you know, um, just like in the direction we're going into. You know, we're we're not new to this podcasting thing, and I'm hoping that we kind of hit the ground running. There's a lot of bright spots and whatnot we got a lot of interesting guests lined up i'm sure the people will love it and i just hope that we can continue to build on the the uh the foundation that we're laying here absolutely i couldn't agree more um so thank you to vince our guest uh i i was gonna plug his social media but he said you'll plug it so (laughs) vince plug your social tell us what you told us Turk Jr. on Twitter. <laughs> follow him. He's a great follow. Um, you know, thanks for tuning in, guys. Episode two and three of the Unaffiliated Podcast, the great Jay-Z debate featuring our boy Vince. We'll see you guys next time.